Sharon. Welcome along to the show. We are back in the studio after spending two days losing our minds in a the movie theatre. Oh, but it was all worth it in the end. Oh, we got, we got a FaceTime call from Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's what I said. It was all worth it in the <laughs> end. Sounded like you said it sarcastically. It definitely didn't sound like you meant it. Hey, today we've got a big show. We've got Kendrick Lamar tickets, a double pass ticket boy. And also uh, going to talk to a person who is inside Gloria Vale. This is, oh, John, you're, you're obsessed with that. Yeah, it's one of my, it's one of my things. Gloria Vale, the dark web. And mowing your lawns. <laughs> Three of you could get greatest hobbies. <laughs> uh, so we're we'll, going to talk to this person who was inside Gloria. We are, we are. You're very, very excited. Sure. Uh, but next, though, uh, one of New Zealand's greatest comedians. <laughs> one of, okay, one of New Zealand's comedians. Has met this guy once. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk to him next, live from Wellington, and get his dad on the phone. You know who we're talking about? Guy Williams, his father Gary. Oh, it's a double Williams bonanza. John Ben and Sharon, the Edge. The New Zealand International Comedy Festival on at the moment, and uh, joining us, you'll know him from this show. He was on for many years. Guy Williams, how's it going? Hello. I'm uh, coming live from Wellington in a graveyard because you just caught me coming off a run. What, so why are you running through a graveyard, though? <laughs> Mate, don't ask questions that you don't want to know the answer to. <laughs> Here's a fast fact. Did you guys know this? Did you guys know that Wellington is actually New Zealand's capital? That is a fun fact. <laughs> Great that fun is a fun fact. I, I, I then remove the word fun and then just put that as a fact. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fact. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew that. I knew that. My partner is, of course, uh, a member of the Greens now, so I'm living to be loca down here as the poor man's Clark Gayford. I'm loving it. <laughs> All right, you're in Wellington, part of the comedy festival. How's the comedy show going, Guy? Not good, mate. I booked a 250-seater theatre and it's too big for me. Uh-oh. That's like Ben over-ordering Pulp Sport DVDs back in the day. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad the show. So if anyone wants to go along, where is it? Where is it? When is it? How much is it? Mate, you're supposed you're the interviewer. You're supposed to do basic-level research <laughs> on details of the gig. Yeah, and you're not meant to be interviewed while running through a graveyard. <laughs> yeah. There's many don'ts. Comedyfestival.co.nz. I've got three more nights in Wellington, and then I'm going to Auckland. And they're in an even bigger venue, so holy shit, I need some help. Come along. It's going to be like Sia at Mount Smart Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably, did it. probably exactly like Sia, but with um with much less talent. You exactly did it. You that. did it all wrong, guy. You meant to just do one one concert like Kendrick Lamar, and then when that sells out, you put on another one due to popular demand. You've come yeah. and cocky, going like five yeah. nights. Okay. <laughs> I- I also regret booking Victor Arena in Auckland as well. That was a real mistake. Uh, Guy, we were uh, we we're going to talk about your dad, Gary, because uh, Ben, the comedy festival's on, and we wanted to do 0800 The Edge, what is your dad's best joke? So yeah. uh, your father's best joke. Has Gary got any Has Gary got any slammers? Is that a word? Gary, Gary's, um, Gary's got a lot, of, uh, a lot of jokes. None of them are good. Three of them probably racist. Um, but okay. most of most of his are also hamburger based because he used to work at McDonald's, right? Okay. So, would you like to hear one of Gary's riffer jokes? Sure. Okay, a racist hamburger joke. <laughs> it's, it's not racist. That's good. Good. Thank you. A guy came into a burger restaurant and he goes, "Can you make me a burger with the bun burnt pitch black, with the meat so raw it gives me food poisoning, with the lettuce expired and the tomatoes rotting, the cheese?" Is so disgusting, it makes me want to vomit in my own mouth. And the guy at the counter's like, no, we can't do that, sir. And um, the guy who's buying the burger's like, well, you did yesterday. Oh, is that a Garrett? That is good. 
It was, was good. <laughs> they got, no, you guys didn't even acknowledge they got to the punchline. <laughs> We're just giving you that same feeling you'll get when there's only 100 people in a 250-seat <laughs> arena. <laughs> Think of this as a warm-up. Fair enough. I deserve it. Okay. Thank you very much, Guy. Catch him in Wellington uh, this week, part of the Comedy Festival, comedyfestival.co.nz. Uh, and you still don't know where it is. <laughs> They're great venue. <laughs> <laughs> and to Papa. He's performing to Papa. It's at Fitty Layer, which is on the corner of Cuba and uh, Dixon Street. Wonderful new theatre there in Wellington. I've heard all about it. <laughs> you, you have no idea. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, well, thank you, Guy Williams. All the best. And um, we'll see you back in Auckland next week. Cheers, guys. See you soon. Thanks, Guy. And, and okay, so this is what we want to set, set up this competition. Your dad's best joke. Yes. 0800 The Edge, 3343. Dad jokes. Dads love telling jokes. What's your best dad joke? Uh, it can be um, from kids, from from your partner. If you're a dad and you just want to tell us your best dad joke. Megan, all right, kick it off. I'm going to start the joke clock. The clock of jokes. When you're ready, Megan. Oh, I thought I was waiting. Um, so it's only funny when he's drunk, uh, and it is... A horse walks into a bar and the barman says, what's with the long face? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, but when he's drunk, he starts making horse noises and he gets cuts <laughs> and he clicks them together like a horse is trotting. <laughs> and you're crying with laughter and he's like, if it's not funny, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing, Megan? Well, so he gets into a stage where he's frothing like a horse, did you say? <laughs> no, he's like making horse noises, like... Poof! Oh, right. So, I thought his mouth was frothing. I was really committing to the delivery of that joke. Thank you, Megan. Oh, that's so good. All right, Amy, your dad's best joke. Take it away. The joke clock starts now. What do you do if you see a bra on the road? What? Watch out. It might be a booby trap. Booby trap. That's very good, very good. Dylan's with us. The joke clock starts. Dylan, your dad's best joke. Uh, what kind of bees make milk? What, what kind, kind of, of bees, bees make, make milk? milk? Don't I? Boobies. <laughs> We've just had two booby jokes in a row. What are we, the Ross? <laughs> Hello, The Edge, your dad's best joke. Take it away. Why did the chicken go to the library? Why did the chicken go to the library? To get a fuck out. <laughs> hang on a second, hang on. Stop the music. Is this how to dad? No. It sounds a lot like how to dad. Internet sensation, uh, how to dad. It's uh, I I I heard dad jokes and my my dad my dad feelers they they perked up and I and I went I went running for a telephone. I've got through and I'm glad to have my four seconds of fame on your great station. Oh, there you go. Well, I think we're interrupting you making a viral video right now, so we won't keep you too long. How to dad? All right, thank you. Okay, yeah, gotta go. Okay, there you right, go. Yeah, cheers. All right, Ben. Mm. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> so like a, you're going to carry on with more than that. <laughs> I was just doing a post analysis. Oh, yeah. It was a good one. Do you know, I discovered uh, by accident, I kind of got a, a, a dad joke going on at the moment because I got, you know, my initials, are, you know, BB. So mm. I got a B uh, tattooed on my leg. But now it's great for the kids when you're out in shorts. You're like, oh, I got a B on my leg. And they freak out. And you're like, aha, it's a, it's a B on my leg. <laughs> Your Did, dad, uh, Kevin Boyce. Yeah. Is the king of it. We made a song for, for Kevin Boyce that didn't didn't chart very well. <laughs> we were trying to get we we're trying to get Kevin Boyce's song "Dad Jokes" uh, to number one, and uh, it, it didn't get it did every, it did everything apart from get to number one. I think it got to number thirty nine in the top forty at some yeah, stage. At some stage, you might have had a brief moment there. So what we're going to do now is we're going to play "Dad Jokes" for you in honor of the comedy festival, in okay. honor of all your fathers that tell horrible jokes. The song that didn't quite make it to number one. 
but it made it somewhere. Well, that's it th- made it into our hearts. <laughs> that's the thing I think about. But you know, when, you, when you're a dad, when you know, like you, your bad jokes are suddenly dad jokes, and you can kind of get away with them, right? Producer Dan, I feel like you might be padding for time. Or producer Dan, padding your time with with a nice post analysis of how the call went. Hey, we don't need to play the song. Uh, People didn't like it that much the first time, Jono. Producer Dan is panicking next door, trying to drag it in. The the, the first time we had the song, it was like you just said it it was. Don't worry, Dan. Let's spare everyone the thoughts. Uh, I know he's giving us thumbs up. He's found it. (laughs) Goes out to all the bicycles out there who can't stand on their own. Because they're too tired. You were telling dad jokes. Oh, yeah. What, what? You were telling dad jokes. All right, Mr. Kings, tell us some more dad jokes. At 2.30, you were sentenced to go to the dentist. How was your trip? I guess I'll see you next fall. I'm hiding in your wardrobe. It's none of your business. My cat is sick. You know what's not feline well. Can I watch the TV? Yeah, but don't turn it on. At the cemetery, they're dying to get him real bad. How far away is dinner? It's just in the kitchen. Dad, I'm hungry. Hi, hungry. I'm dead. You were telling dad jokes. You were telling, you were, you were telling, you were telling, you were telling, huh? Did you know towels are the leading cause of dry skin? Must be a frog in my throat with a croak. Steak, puns, are rare, meaty, um, well done. There's a restaurant on the moon with no atmosphere. Just like a bald man, I'm out of here. Now, Forrest Gump's password's one, Forrest one. What did the mountain climber name his son? Cliff. What did the ocean say to the shore? Nothing. It just waved. I'm just a dad, doing all he can to be a better man. Keeping a deadpan. Just a dad, whoa, just a dad, whoa, just a dad, whoa. Dracula's a pain in the neck. <laughs> Velcro, what a rip-off. <laughs> Let's hear it for the red folks, making all the dad jokes. One line of bad jokes, making people mad stuff. Yeah. One time for the puns, told by the parents who find our mums. Russian dolls are so full of themselves. <laughs> I'm on a seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Jono, Ben and Sharon's Move Squad. Move it! Uh, Beast Real Estate have been bringing property and people together for 100 years and they've invested $10,000. Bless their souls. And uh, to help us launch the world's first moving company using only public transport. Yeah, um, I mentioned it the other night and I regret saying it, but this is a horrible decision, Harvey's, on your part to invest yeah. in our business. But thank you for the confidence. You know, you don't get much confidence these days. Not many people backing no. you. But Harvey's have backed us. And uh, what we're going to do is try and move everything of Natalie's on public transport. We just did a couple of testicles during the week. Two various forms of public transport, trains and say? buses. Did, did a couple of testicles. That, what? <laughs> it sounded like, sounded like oh, testicles. Uh, testicles. <laughs> it does sound like it. It does. I was like, so I get, oh, yeah. To trains and buses earlier this week just to see how they would react. Uh, if we did come on public transport with some beds and drawers and tables and whatnot. Jordan, hi there. Hey, just out of interest, mm. if we were wanting to move a large number of household items on your bus, what would be your initial reaction? <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't be possible, unfortunately. Good, good, because we were thinking <laughs> We definitely were thinking of doing that. Okay. okay. We've got a queen-size bed. We've got a set of drawers. We've got a dining room table. 
we've got a 40 inch television. Would that be okay to bring on the train and move from one location to another? No, I would say no. Okay. <laughs> what if I left the chest freezer at home? You might have to leave a few more things at home, I would say, if okay. you want to jump on the train. Just the double bed and a dining room table. Yes, yeah, still, still pushing it. Those are the haters that everyone talks about, Ben. Those are the people who don't think you can do it. But Natalie is the person we're moving uh, tomorrow. Natalie, welcome. Hi, guys. Okay, it's tomorrow's big move day. It is. Yep. We're warming up our calf muscles. <laughs> I've been rubbing deep heat into Ben's thighs. Yes, it's been very thorough. <laughs> I did wonder if you guys have been doing some pre-move um, exercises. Well, I'm not very, I'm not a very big person, so I'm, I'm, I don't know how much I'm going to carry, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> so, just a, qu- a quick, a quick summary of the stuff you need moved eight kilometres away from where you're currently living. So, I got, a, I got a bed, a queen bed. Mm. Got quite a firm, solid, heavy mattress, paddleboard, uh, my barbecue. Um, a couple of side cabinets. Okay. It's really up to you guys. You so can do whatever. Our moving company. Our, our moving company guarantee is uh, every item we don't deliver to your to your uh, new place in your abode, you get five hundred dollars. <laughs> so uh, I should give you the biggest and heaviest and most awkward thing. Oh, jeez. Don't, don't try and... Hey, mate, we're trying to help you, mate. <laughs> mate, mate. Don't you start doing all this stuff, mate. <laughs> don't know why I'm talking like an Australian-Italian. <laughs> yeah. We're trying, we're trying no. to help you out of the goodness to, yeah, of our heart. Now you're making it more difficult for us. It's already, <laughs> more, it's already difficult enough. Trying to destroy a struggling Kiwi business here. <laughs> no, I actually can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, anyway the leftover cash could be going to uh, your fellow listener pals. So you'll cool. be hoping we don't deliver everything. And people listening will be hoping that we deliver everything. That so you it's, do. it's a catch twenty two, Natalie, and we're going to meet you tomorrow. Can't wait to see you. Uh, the big move day tomorrow. Make sure you wrap everything in plastic first, okay? Oh no! Box, Why? B- box everything up first because we don't want to do the boxing and stuff. No, that's not part of our sort of. We're yeah. just the hired muscle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will. Okay, good on you, Nat. We'll catch you tomorrow, buddy. Awesome, thanks. See you then. You can catch it all on the John Abed and Sharon social channels tomorrow morning and then tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we'll tell you how much cash we've got left over. John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Okay, every day we do the 60 seconds to find. We set each other challenges. Even on the weekend. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, you do. Oh, like, hi, Ben. Hey, Ben. How you going? I oh, know it's Saturday. I know we're not on the radio, <laughs> but we're going to play this game any day. We do this every day. John right. said it once on radio. I'm holding um, him to it. We both throw out situations, uh, and if it's happened to you, you have 60 seconds to call back and tell us what exactly happened. Ben, you kick it off. Okay. Well, of course, we are moving someone, Natalie, uh, by public transport tomorrow. Don't know how things are going to go, but... We're, we're taking her beds, her drawers, her tables, everything. The TV, whatnot, trains, tuk-tuks... Taxis, buses. Ubers, buffers. I miss out most yeah. our buses. I, know, I, I can socials. tell you were struggling in here. You named some ones that I don't think we're going to take. <laughs> well, you Parachutes, <laughs> airplanes, yeah, speedboats, um, the Team New Zealand yacht. So, oh, under the edge, have you ever been kicked off public transport? That's because that surely someone has listening right oh, now. Of course, this is New Zealand. If you haven't been kicked off public transport, they should take your passport off. I you haven't then. been kicked off public transport. Loser. <laughs> go, go catch a bus now, take your trousers off, and kick yourself off public transport. <laughs> but okay. I'm probably going to happen tomorrow. Oh, 800 The Edge, uh, if you've been kicked off public transport, my 60 seconds to find today uh, is... Oh, yes. Okay, I'll do this. Who has... I, I had a two in my head. Who has moved the most? Has anyone listening lived in more than 10 different places in their life? 10 different houses, flats, oh. countries? Who has moved the most? Oh, 100 the edge is the phone number. 60 seconds to find. We put it on the clock. Starts now. Full board. Full, Full board, board of calls, Ben. <laughs> They're rolling through. 
Isabel's with us on 0800 The Edge. Uh, have you moved house? Yeah, moved house a lot, a lot Isabel, or booted off public transport? Um, I've moved house. How many I've times? Lived in three different countries. No, four different countries now. How many houses have you lived in? Uh, well, I've lived in two different houses in New Zealand, three different houses in Hawaii, USA, uh, at least five in Australia, and two in Uganda. Twelve houses! Wow! There you go. What an international woman of mystery you are. Thanks, I just turned 23. Oh, my God. Oh, you have. You... What? Jeez, what are you, like an international drug lord or something? <laughs> Basically, I worked for a mission organisation and I just did a lot of travelling and a lot of teaching and stuff like that. Oh, what a good lady you are. Hey, well, well done on oh. living on heaps of, in heaps of places. Appreciate that. Oh, 0800 The Edge, have you been kicked off public transport or lived in lots of locations? Annalise. Uh, lots of locations. How many, Annalise? You give me some stats, some numbers. Um, so, since I've lived on my own after leaving home, maybe like 10 or 11 houses. Before that, even more. What, are you just like the worst flatmate ever? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually a really good flatmate. Doesn't sound like it. It's just everyone says, at the end of it, everyone's like, they get together and they're like, oh, maybe we should live in separate houses. But you've been a really good flatmate. <laughs> I'm a great flatmate. I'm clean. I, I'm, I'm sure you are. You sound like a lovely person. 11 different flats. That's a, that's a record. Nicole, booted off, public yes, tra- booted off public transport or lived in lots of places? I've done both, but I was ringing about the public transport. You've done both. What, what, what did you do to get kicked off public transport? Uh, so I was putting my kids on the bus, and because I'm in Christchurch, they demand you travel with your bus card. I didn't send my kids with the bus card, so they kicked me off. Oh. And they, they took my kids to school anyway, but I still got kicked off for two years. For two years? Yeah. Well, there you so go. It's quite excessive, but all right. This is a very serious <laughs> phone call for this light <laughs> entertainment afternoon radio show. Yeah. Thank you, Nicole. Delving into the crisis in Syria after four. <laughs> Lexi's with us. Been kicked off public transport. Lexi, you lived in lots of places. I have lived in lots of places. How many are we talking? We had a lady who had 12 um, houses, five different countries before. Yeah, well, I've lived in about probably 12 places in New Zealand, around New Zealand and in Switzerland. But I've been to 18 schools. 18 schools. 18 schools, yeah, and I have not been expelled from one of them. So that must be really hard to make friends, right? Yeah, it was, but I tell you what, making friends quick is very easy for me now. I've, I already I feel so, like we're friends already yeah. just from talking for 30 yeah. seconds, Lexi. Let's hang out after work. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> there we go. And so was your dad an international drug lord? <laughs> no, 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 but um, wouldn't surprise my mum was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your call, yeah. Lexi. Appreciate it. That was 60 Thank seconds you. to Have find. John O, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Guy from the day show just comes in just seconds before we're about to talk on the radio. Oh, this like, must be important because we're about to go on air. He's like, hey, guys, okay? <laughs> if you had to sleep with one of the Teletubbies, which one would it be? You very quickly, you were quick to answer, too. And I said, Poe. <laughs> Which one's Poe? I don't know. I don't know. That's the only one I knew. I don't know. Okay. Mind you, if you find yourself in a passionate embrace with a Teletubby... You've got to question your life decisions. Pull out. After that. Pull out every time. Okay, in the middle of very specific problems and very specific solutions, Ben came to the party with a bit of an issue uh, surrounding headphones and um, an extension you have on your headphones, particularly your radio studio headphones. Ben, you explain more. Well, no, no, I've I've told my shitty story once. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, But we thought that it's a very specific problem. Uh, and there are probably very specific solutions to it out there. You can't find another part to the headphones that you need. No. So we can open the phones up. Oh, 800 The Edge. Have you got a very specific problem? And have you got a very specific solution to that yeah, problem? Yeah, a text just came through. Um, uh, a person didn't have an electric toothbrush. 
Um, so they, um, they, they taped on an adult toy to their normal toothbrush. Therefore, they made their own electric toothbrush. Why don't they just brush? Why don't they just use the normal brush and just like, use their hand? I don't know. But apparently, they saw it on the internet and they thought they'd give it a go. They're like, <laughs> you never want anyone walk on you when you're doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, hey, bro. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, go. Okay. Just brushing. We're just cleaning my teeth. What else would I be doing with this? Yeah. Okay, I went out of the edge. Uh, Savannah, specific problem, specific solution. Yes, I do. What is the specific so, problem? So I work at a fish and chip shop, and every now and then, the old people ask for no salt on their chips. Okay. You're making lots of chips. You, you, you forget that one specific order that says no salt. You put the salt on, and then you're like, no, you're not allowed to swear, Mum. Then you're like... Can you stop bickering with your mum while you're on the radio? <laughs> okay. So. Okay, but yeah, if you accidentally put salt on them, if you then deep fry them again, and then you re- you rebag them, they don't have the salt gone. Very specific. Solution. I was thinking in my head, I was like, please don't say you lick all the salt off the chips. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. You've no, gone for. But a, I might try that. Next you've gone for a much better and more hygienic option. Very specific solution to a very specific problem. Thank you, Savannah. <laughs> that's Appreciate exactly you the call we wanted. Okay, Filippo, with us on 0800 The Edge. What's your specific problem and what's your specific um, solution? Um, if you don't have an iron. You just warm up a frying pan on the stove and just use it. Oh, that is, a, that is great. That's very good. Well, then, so you just slam the iron, the uh, sorry, frying pan down on your trousers. Yep. Nope, that's very good. Specific, specific problem, problem, specific solution. Sam on 0800 The Edge, what's your specific problem and what's your specific solution? Hello there. A uh, long time ago, uh, we were working the farm with my bros, and my work boots were really dirty and wet. So I didn't have a spare one, so I put mine in the oven to try it up. You've got wet boots? Put yeah. your boots in the oven. That's a specific problem. <laughs> it seems like no. That's, that's, that put them in the oven. House fire. Put them in the oven. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and remember to take it out. Yeah. I, I forgot. Oh, no. So I had a soggy gas canister. I thought, how can I dry it off? So oh, I put it in the oven. Oh, no, Specific no, no. solution no. to a specific problem. No, 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 no. That's the sort of stuff we're after. A text on 3343. If you run out of wrapping, I ran out of wrapping paper at Christmas time. All I had was happy birthday paper. So I wrapped up a present, and then underneath happy birthday, I wrote Jesus. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it, instantly, in just five letters, it changes it from happy birthday paper to festive Christmas paper. Very good, very clever. Specific problem, specific solution. There we go. That'll be back again, probably never. But anyway, you, you know, you live in your hope. Maybe if we're desperate, we'll bring it back again one day, Ben. John O, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Gloria Vale, you know it's a commune, a Christian commune, isn't it? The west coast of the South Island. It is. Very secretive. Uh, area, no one's allowed into it. Uh, I think around about 500 members are there. A lot of rumours about Gloria Vale. Oh, yesterday um, there was news articles about Gloria Vale um, saying that they're trying to replicate KFC. That's right. Trying to make their own version of that. Because the leader, um, I forget his name, I think it's uh, Hopeful Christian. Yeah, I think The leader, Hopeful Christian, big KFC fan. Yeah. So uh, we've got a man on the phone right now from News Hub, uh, reporter Patrick Gower, who's been trying to get into, in fact, got into Glory Vale over the last couple of days. Paddy. Good to talk to you, actually. A lot better talking to you than hopeful Christian and uh, fervent steadfast and Enoch upright and uh, and Christian helpful and all the other guys I've been talking to. Much prefer John and Christian helpful, not that helpful after all. 
No, Christian Helpful was not that helpful. He was uh, the night watch security guard um, that was up in the middle of the night guarding a one-lane bridge, stopping people getting into Gloria Vale. And so you were, tr- you were trying to get into Gloria Vale? I tried to get Christian Helpful to let me into Gloria Vale to see Hopeful Christian. Do you not understand that? <laughs> Christian Helpful was blocking me from getting to Hopeful Christian. Is it's this, very simple. Is this legit or this is this the actual this name? This is legit. This is, this is legit. Because Hopeful Christian is actually the leader, right, of Gloria Vale? Hopeful Christian is, Hopeful Christian is the 92-year-old boss of Gloria Vale. He is the big boss, the head honcho. Um, and I'll tell you what, I got face-to-face with him eventually in there. We did get in the next day. Okay, so you, t- you turn up with cameras. Is this, when you're walking up the driveway, are people looking at you, Patty? Yep, it's a bit like going into a school at lunchtime. There's a lot of people around. Um, you know, there was a bit of a sort of a showdown out there on the driveway, and um, and then we and then we were off. Well, and get to ask him about his love of KFC. So yeah, the, oh the, yeah, we actually heard about that yesterday. We talked about this on the radio. Apparently, he's a big fan of KFC, and he's trying to re- almost replicate the recipe. Huge fan of KFC. That was really the biggest thing I've discovered, not only in Gloria, but probably in my 20 year journalism career. Hopeful Christian loves KFC. He craves KFC. He makes weekly trips over to Greymouth, which is about a 45-minute drive from Gloria Vale. And on three occasions, he has sheltered KFC for all of Gloria Vale. That's about an $800 order. That's a big family pack. That's a huge family pack. Well, and um, he only gets chicken and chips as well. Um, so they, they don't have any potato and gravy or any coleslaw. He makes the ladies of Gloria Vale make KFC or their version of KFC, trying to crack the 11 herbs and spices uh, three times a month. Now, I'm told that GFC, GFC, Gloria Vale Fried Chicken, John Reddy, my mate who's been expelled, tells me that that is better than real KFC. GFC is better than real KFC. Oh, wow. really? well, I mean, it's got, yeah, yeah, it's got the 12th herbs and spices, which is God. <laughs> like the disciples. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Imagine that rinsing through your taste buds, Penny. The flavour of God. <laughs> That's right. It's the tingle it's the tingle of spirituality, I think, that gives that chicken that extra bit of kick. What is the, what, the one thing you remember walking into Gloria Vale? Oh, the one thing I remember is Hopeful Christian coming face-to-face with one of New Zealand's great leaders. Because remember, this guy has led our community out on its own since 1969. Sure, uh, he probably isn't the best man, but he does have that leadership and there's an aura around him. And in fact, he scared the f*** out of me. <laughs> did he? Did he? Oh. Well, there you go. One of the world's great leaders. Yeah, him. yeah. And a, a 92-year-old, and I ran away from him just when he said leave. He made me run. More scarier than Winston Peters. Way more. <laughs> There's nothing more scary than Winston <laughs> Peters. Apparently there is. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Cinemas is a very funny New Zealand movie out called The Breaker Upper is starring uh, Madeline Sami and Jackie Van Beek. They wrote it, they directed it, they star in it. They're amazing. Yeah, they're bloody triple threats, quadruple threats. They're more than that. They're I think they're six tuplet threats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Looks, Lots of threats. Looks, so th- I think one of their other threats is they could kidnap you. Add that to their list Nothing of threats. Yeah, the list of skills. Uh, so the Breaker Uppers is about them running an agency where they go and break up for people, you know, who are in relationships and they can't and they don't want to do the breaking up themselves. Now you're explaining this because you, it was your job, John, to get Madeline on the phone to talk about the movie today. Hey, listen, I may have forgotten to to get her on the phone. So I want to start a brand new part to our show, where we put New Zealand celebrities and well-known people on the spot in I know hotline ring. ring. 
We phone people from the radio station hotline. Yep. Uh, and see if they answer our hotline. So ring. it's not a private number. It comes up as a number, right? Yeah. So. So they were like, oh, I don't know this number, but I may answer it or I may not. That's the that's the beauty of hotline ring. Do you think she's going to answer it? Okay, let's uh, let's go. Well, yeah, I hope so. This <laughs> hotline ring is going to be an absolute disaster. <laughs> okay, let's go through to uh, actor, comedian, Madeline Sami. Hello. Oh, she answered our hotline ring. Madeline Sami. Madeline Sami. Hello. Jonathan and Benjamin from the Edge here. <laughs> Oh, g'day. You're part, you're, part, you're part of our game show hotline ring where we phone celebrities on the hotline and see if they answer. Oh we didn't think God. it'd answer. You're a movie star now. How we didn't think it'd answer. How did you guys get my damn number? <laughs> well, oh, pe- man. People you I know. I didn't fudge. That's how professional I am. I didn't, I didn't say fuck. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're just phoning to congratulate you on the new movie, The Breaker Uppers. Hey, mate. Thanks. Looks amazing. Like, yeah, and I heard nothing but glowing reviews. So, uh, well done. Are you, you haven't Jackie? seen it yet? No, I haven't you seen, haven't it, seen yet. it yet. So, well, you have to go out this weekend. Hey, I'm, I'm, this, is, this is fun. I'm just, uh, just on set at the moment, actually. Oh, oh you're filming at the moment. Well, <laughs> you're making another movie. I'm just making another couple of movies. That's what happens. You get a successful movie that I've got five now. We, we, five to do this week. We were saying that you, you should have just call it The Breaker Upper was one. So then you come in cocky like there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> That's, a, that's good, eh? I'll do that for my next one. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a second one. There's going to be another one. That's what we like. <laughs> okay, Breaker Uppers, this weekend, go and see it. Nice. Then you can pick it up with some more inspirational <laughs> words, Mads. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, is that what? Go. Touching words, Madeline Sami. <laughs> She'll never be answering a number she doesn't know uh, ever again. No, I will never, ever answer again. <laughs> and we won't even do this again, given you swore live on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. See you, Mads. All right, Madeline Sami from the Breaker Uppers. We want to open the lines right now, 0800 The Edge. Who listening has had the most savage breakup? Suffered the hands of the most savage breakup? Yes, um, if you want to sh- share what happened with Jeez, us. I made that sound evil, didn't you I? Did, you did. Um, everyone who calls the show, of course, and gets on the air this week goes in the draw for return flights for two to Seoul, South Korea, thanks to Air Asia, and that will be drawn tomorrow. Do you know one of Jen's friends, my partner's friend, she, uh, she was dumped by finding out that her boyfriend of three or four years just went on to Facebook and changed his status to single. Oh. Didn't answer calls. Really? That was it. Moved out. I've heard that people that um, um, can say you can just change it to married and then you can save on a wedding. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Okay, all right, it's time for... Brutal Breakups! <laughs> Sounds, Sounds like, like a show it could be on Duke or something. <laughs> yeah. The world's most brutal breakups! Brutal Breakups! You won't believe what happened to these poor sods! <laughs> he thought he was going out for dinner! Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> he got his heart broken! <laughs> I feel, I feel like, call me right, John on bed. Feels like a brutal breakups. We should make that show. Ashley's with us on 0800 The Edge. Hey, Ashley. Hi. Did you suffer a brutal, brutal breakup? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I actually broke up with him by text because I was a bit scared of some things that he was doing. Like he'd watch me sleep and it was real creepy. Um, so I broke up with him and then he got a new girlfriend and they decided that their daily activity would be to stalk me. Oh, at least they could do it as a couple. jeez. <laughs> oh, that is not... Oh, jeez. Okay, that's about... The, so but, when would he watch you sleep when he was with you? Oh, so when, like, when we were together and mm. he would stay over, he wouldn't sleep. He would just watch me sleep. 
Okay. Or maybe you just didn't want to see any harm. Mm. Yeah, like, it's like, it's really sweet. I'm like, no, 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 it's creepy. It does sound quite sweet for a bit, and then for a prolonged period of time, it sounds a little bit odd. But hey, yeah. who am I? Would he guess? take his eyes off you, or would he do other stuff? I'll just lay there and watch me. Okay. Well, I think you have. So you, you, <laughs> well, you've weirded us out. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> okay, well done. Break up, Sarah! <laughs> You're really taking quite a comical <laughs> angle into this, Jono. Somebody's got to break it up. <laughs> and what broke up with you, Sarah? Uh, my boyfriend broke up with me when we were out at a bar and we were on the dance floor and then next thing I looked over and he was hooking up with someone else. Oh, jeez, that you really moved on fast. Yeah. Oh, God, that's, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, I, I think... From memory, yeah, I felt pretty devastated at, at that exact moment. Oh, listen, no, no one would blame pretty... you. Did you go and did you go up to him? Because you say, could you please take your lips off this strange lady's lips? Yeah, I'm trying to remember back. It was a while ago now, but I think I was like, "Oi, what? What do you think you're doing?" But um, it, pretty soon after that, like within by the next morning, I just I thought, "Wow, that was such a lucky escape." Because he's obviously a jerk. I'm glad I didn't waste any more time with him. Oh, well, good, good on, on you, Sarah. But, yeah, turning it into a positive. I, I, yeah. Mate, you can say one thing for sure. That definitely was a... Brutal breakup! <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hope, I hope you've got a nice person now, do you? I sure do. I'm happily married. Oh, yeah. there, we go. Yes. there we go. It did work yeah. out well. Yeah. yeah, and he's much more tall, dark and handsome than that loser was, so... Yeah. <laughs> tall, dark and handsome! Than the other loser! <laughs> Happy married life! Yeah. She's back from a brutal breakup. It's quite funny doing like making light of someone's someone's situation. <laughs> Katrina, it's quite funny, swept up in the uh... Katrina. Yeah. Welcome to brutal breakups. What happened? Um. So I was with my partner like six years ago. Um, we were together for a year. I had an operation on that day. That week, I found out my grandmother was diagnosed with cancer and was going to pass away. Um, and that weekend, we were supposed to move into our new flat. He came in after the operation because um, I went to my grandparents' house so that they could look after me. He came in and his mum sat in the car and he came in while I was laying on the bed feeling sorry for myself and told me that uh, we needed to split. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is like this is like is savage, like Jordan Major yeah. after The Bachelor picking the wrong time to do it. That's oh jeez. He said that he did it because um, you know it was the best time for for me to have all the family support, and I wouldn't be that hurt because I was worried about everything else that was going on. Um, so yeah, and it was probably a good time too because you just came out of an operation. You weren't in any <laughs> in any sort of way to attack him. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't long after we split. He got in a new relationship. Um, but it ends on a good note. We've been together. <laughs> we got back together and we're now engaged and we've been together for, like, four years. Oh, so that is good. good. I'm glad I didn't say anything mean about him. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful no, man. I used to say so many bad things. But I always said that I was going to improve on myself because we were both still young, dumb and stupid at that time. So oh, we both good. worked on ourselves. Good. Well, you good. could have probably told us, told us that things were good, but anyway. <laughs> we're about to say some real dark things about it. I'm glad, I'm glad you're happy now, Katarina. And that's a lesson that we can all take away. That's right. People make mistakes. That the assholes that break up with us might end up being our future hubby. That was the lesson that's, I was about to say. That's a great lesson. You put it beautifully. <laughs> Brutal breakup. But Coming then. soon a joke. But then. <laughs> happy marriage. 
Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge.